You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have a really fun treat for you all today. We're talking today with Ed Roman, who's an award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, multi-instrumentalist, all kinds of fun stuff. But he, he operates in the pop, rock, folk, country music kind of space and tons and tons and tons of like a litany of awards and, and all kinds of cool stuff. And, and I'm really excited about having him on the show because I know for a lot of you, um, you are very creative and you're artistic in some form or fashion. And it's really daunting to think about doing it full time. And so most, most of the time it's like, okay, well, you've got your job and then you've got this other thing or you've got your business, but then there's this other thing that really lights you up. And so I'm excited to have Ed on to talk today about creative entrepreneur business um, because I do think that it's, it's a whole different ball of wax than, than what some folks go through. Um, and, and so he can share what his journey has been with that. So please join me in welcoming Ed to the show. Welcome, Ed. Hey, Tonya. Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, well, you are quite welcome. It's our pleasure. So we're going to dive right in and ask, what are your superpowers? That's a great question. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's, it, it, without sounding corny, it's, it's perception. Ah, uh, um, sound corny. You can sound corny. That's cool. Well, and, 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 and to me, it's not. I mean, because I, th- I think uh, this sort of like awareness to certain things has turned me on to so many different factions of the art world, as well as just my own personal experiences that sort of fuel me from day to day from the things that I uh, experience working outside in my garden to uh, conversations that I have with people or just moments that are punctuated by these. Well, that is too crazy to be coincidence. And I can't chalk, <laughs> chalk, chalk that up to that. So for me, I, I'm, I'm fueled by that, whether it be in, in, in the leg of the paranormal or as I mentioned, and sometimes to me, this sort of concept behind writing has a sort of spiritual connection to it. And I think it's a relinquishment of the ego and the self in order to find how this moment is pulling you through it. And for me, that's what keeps it fresh is that experience is always changing. If you try to put the math on it, especially in the art world, when people are like, well, that's a hit song, you know, let's write more. Well, look, that song's already been written. And without sounding like overly artsy fartsy about it all, I'm trying to like experience write and then express. So, so to me, that's what it is. My dad, <laughs> you know, I grew up in the 70s. So it's like if you weren't paying attention and you grew up on a farm like I did, you'd be either hit by a tractor, you know, be taken down by a cow. You know, we were forced to do so many in, because of circumstance, not because of my dad. Uh, how do we fix this? Well, you got to fix it yourself from electrical to plumbing to working with animals. It was all kind of all encompassing. And I see a lot of parallels to my life and what I do today. I think that's so perfect. And, and I think it's necessary to call that stuff out. It's, I mean, it's all encompassing, right? We, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, living, breathing, you know, being in the full embodiment of our superpowers and what lights us up and doing our work in the world and, and all that fantastic stuff. Well, they're, they're, those elements have to be there and you have to be willing to suspend your disbelief a little bit and say, you know, maybe this is for a purpose. Maybe there is a reason I'm, I'm experiencing this or I'm meeting this person or the synchronicities are just too great to, um, to ignore, like you said. So, so talk to me a little bit about how you got into music. I mean, that, that's a, it's a tough industry. And, um, 
but, but I can imagine so, um, you know, when you feel at home in it and at peace in it, I, I can only imagine what, how fulfilling that can be. <laughs> Beautiful question, Tonya. And it was really my mom and through my own problem. Being sort of labeled as a dyslexic with a learning disability in the 1970s was like traumatic for me. And it was really tough for me in school struggling on an academic level. And my mom, you know, God bless her. She, you know, we want to put, you know, your son on Ridland. No, you know, like my son has an issue with timing and, and understanding a word because a word is so difficult to pronounce. And she spent hours of time with me reading, practicing, you know, with these rulers, uh, you know, night after night with these flashcards, pronunciation things. And it was then she realized, look, I'm going to put a guitar in this kid's hand. Because he's always playing the piano and making up his own songs and telling stories at the dinner table. And I was a bit of a ham. And, and it was her encouragement that really like, accelerated me and broke me out of that shell and gave me that sense of realization. Today, I, 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 now at the, her, the age of 82, I have these conversations with her, beautiful and say to her, like, Mom, you know, like, thank you for, for, for doing that because it's now those basic things that we were talking about before where we relinquish ourselves from the, I'm an adult, I don't do this, you know, that childlike behavior and mentality sort of permeates, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it becomes a, an adventure. Like my mom has this wonderful like disposition about life um, when it comes to, you know, every day is a gift. I just actually wrote that into a lyric for a new record that I'm working on. And, and to me, I, I see that. And w again, when you release that, you, you start to find, wait, there's, there's more meaning behind this. Those basic, simple mm. things are, are so strong now. And, and, and maybe as a young kid, especially as a teenager, when you're rebelling, you take those things for granted because you're finding yourself. Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing all those kinds of things. But then going like, well, then how do I make a living at this? You know, and how do I make it a, a, a lifestyle, a choice? It was all those basic things that keeps me fueled. It keeps mm, me going beautiful. from like, well, if I don't have this tune on a record or on, a, on a, a radio station right now, that's okay because I'm still working. I always say to people, you know, yeah, it's great to receive awards or be on lists. And, but, I, man, Tanya, I'm just so happy to practice my craft from day to day. And I guess that's the same kind of people I looked up to as a young artist were those people that had this sort of, you know, it's not an encyclopedia, but a, 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 a work, a library of stuff that they could look back on, but never really looked back on. They just kept moving forward. Zappa mm. was one of those people that I liked where you would record something and people said, well, you don't listen back to the stuff that you do. And no, like, I mean, it's already done. I'm not that <laughs> to, to sit there and go, oh, look, look what I did, right? Like, I mean, you got to listen. You're even listening to it in the studio for months trying to get everything together. So it's like the last thing you want to do is be sitting there listening to yourself. So it's, it, it, it's, it, it's a journey thing. And I guess, Tony, that's what keeps the, it, that, that fresh. When the struggle is there, that artistic way of thinking inside of the business world keeps you fresh keeps it fresh. I mean, for a while I was working with puppets and lately I've been thinking about doing a stop animation thing with Pez's for a video of mine. And, you know, just being crazy, like you said, to have that, 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 that fun experience, it, it, it just makes that other part sort of disappear. And when it does happen, when it does click, when you are on the radio, when you are connecting, it's like, okay, good. Things are working. That's what I was, that's what I was working towards. 
Beautiful, really beautiful. And what a gift, uh, what a gift that your mom was and is in your life. Um, so gorgeous. Oh, so let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you and then we'll take a quick break. EdRoman.net is where you can go. And all my uh, social networking buttons are there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, my YouTube channel. You can check out the latest uh, lyric video that's out for the latest album, Red Omen. And uh, the latest album's out. So get it everywhere. It's all over the place. It's, it's all like over in, the place. In your face, Tanya. Yeah, you should have it. If you don't have it, you should have it for sure. <laughs> <You> should, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Ed Roman today about creative entrepreneur business, and we will be right back, folks. Stick with us. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking today with Ed Roman about creative entrepreneur business. So Ed, before the break, we talked a lot about how your mom was such a pivotal point in that in that early upbringing and the, your perspective on everything her, her beautiful message of every day is a gift um so how do you what do you do now um kind of to pay that back or to to even move it forward a little bit with regard to your music and, and obviously you're touching lives and, and that energy is just you know kind of emanates off of you um but do you keep that in mind like how does that what's next for you with regard to expanding that out even further that's another amazing question with a lot of gravity because I think, the, you know, aside from the, the craft and enjoying what I do, playing an instrument, instruments, writing songs, singing to people, playing to people, there's always been this sort of underpinning for me. And that's why I fell in love with music is that, you know, I've, I, I saw at moments in time where music had such sociological change and or at the same time helped you know, when I, growing up watching Live Aid, you know, in the 80s and, and other things where I saw like pivotal things was like, let's get together and raise money. Let's let's change the way that the, the cosmetic of this looks right now because it's unjust. And I guess that for me, that's what I've always felt like somehow music, you know, it comes the savage beast. It, it brings people together. Look at this defining sugar man concept you know and the stuff that happened in south africa with his music that you know, he didn't even realize was going on i for me i want to start some music schools I, 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 as a teacher and taught for many years started to realize that tactical approach to that artistic craft that we have isn't as prevalent as it was when i was a kid and in some cases where I've been in the world, and especially in the West Indies, Jamaica specifically, uh, there, there isn't a lot of education for young kids. And we've been in talks with the last surviving member, singing member uh, of Bob Marley and the Whalers, Bunny Whaler, Neville Livingston himself, to, to try to do this fundraising project to raise money for these um, portable schools. They're like a bookmobile, but it's like a music school on a bus. 
And, and it just, it doesn't just have to happen in Jamaica. It can happen everywhere because like even in Canada where we are, uh, the reason the private music schools or private teaching was happening so often was because there, there just isn't music programs in the schools anymore. So, uh, and, and, and I see the, the thirst and the hunger. And at the same time, you know, that, that excitement that I remember when I was a kid about getting an instrument, having somebody to spend some time with you, to teach you something, and then watching the kinetic aspect of it change many people's lives. The, the kids that are around that child that's learning, that sees that skill, that wants to learn, the potato chip factor used to call it. It's like, oh, once they see it, they want to try it, you know? And I saw that happen so often when I was there, and I've seen it happen with other kids. So I, I guess that's, that, that's why your question has a lot of gravity, because it's kind of like, you know, that Joyce Kilmer feeling that I get sometimes, where it's old men plant trees whose shade they'll never enjoy. I'm hoping that that little bit of momentum helps the story behind even bob marley was that you know he begged this guy in a store you know for a guitar when he was a kid living in kingston after he'd come out of saint Anne's, and he was living in kingston and the guy just got tired of bob begging him and he just said you know take it get out of here leave me alone and then i think like the rest is history so just with a little bit of effort in using to you know excuse the pun music bus uh, as a vehicle to help bring that message. I'm like, well, you know, how can we get more people involved? How can we get more people helping? <laughs> With every musician I know, in some faction in our lives, we've all been teaching our teachers and we'll probably continue to teach. It's kind of what the craft's all about um, and, and a big part of it. So that's, that's really what I'm hoping for is that sort of effigy moment, you know, carved in stone saying, well, we started this. And, and, and now it's happening, and, it, and it's in perpetual motion because of the enthusiasm behind it. Wow, what a powerful statement. And, and I love um, just the beauty and everything that you said, and, and, I, and I can feel where your heart is with all of this. And I, and I think you're right. I think that you know, there are a lot of mechanisms that we use throughout humanity to connect with each other, but music is by far one of the most obvious, you know, and, and it's undeniable what that does um, you know, as you were talking about Live Aid and all these other things that we've seen, um, I do think that the purpose behind it um, is so important and it leads to success, right? Like, I, you know, anymore with the advent of the internet and social media and everything else, that we, we want to know what people stand for. We want to know um, if there's purpose behind it. We want, to, we want to feel the people and connect with them, um, not just follow blindly. And, um, you know, so when you talk about building creative businesses and being a creative business entrepreneur, creative entrepreneur in business, or however you want to frame it, I, I, one, you can't separate out the business aspect because you have to be able to make it work. Um, but two, you can't separate out the purpose piece from the business aspect. Because um, I think if you try to do that, then it just becomes um, heartless, you know, and, and kind of robotic. And, and I think we've seen examples of that in artistry where they did lose the purpose or they did lose their heart in the midst of it. And, and it became too, um, too rote, you know, too whatever mechanized or whatever the case may be for each individual um, without that lifeblood that flows through it. You can't touch people no matter, no matter how great your reach is, it will dwindle because that's the energy that fuels all of those uh, movements. Uh, and, and so you obviously have that in spades. And I, th I think it's beautiful.
Well, and you know, you're grand Tanya, so true to form what you were saying, because I think that's another reason why, and it kills me sometimes when I hear, I don't know, you know, one of those iconic songs, classics that are now part of a commercial program, a car commercial, an insurance program. But then again, they are buying and selling the rights to, to what those things are. They understand the potential behind those words and it's for exactly what you said, that mojo that's sitting inside of it, the reason the song was written has a lot more to do with than just the clinical like songwriting mechanism of like, well, here's the commercial number. Because that's not what an art form is. There's part of it that's craft, but the other part of it has a lot to do with philosophy. And if somehow that isn't sort of interwoven in there in the most delicate of ways, it's like a bad cake recipe gone awry, you know? It's just not going to feel right. It's not going to have that same sense of sincerity to it. And I think, you know, even as a writer, you must experience the same thing too. Like you think, well, wait, where's this coming from? Why am I, why am I searching here? Because it seems too deliberate. I'm not listening to the overall bit of information that's kind of coming in. And I'm having this experience now writing even before this interview, going through this process of editing a whole bunch of paragraphs that I've just written because I realized, well, yeah, that was the flow. But here's sort of like the punctuation in behind it. And, and then it becomes that, yes, yes, that, that feeling that you get behind it. Yes, that's a good idea. That totally makes sense. You know, those epiphany moments, it's, it, happen, it happens all the time. And when you recognize it, it's like, oh, right, life. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing. And it's like the, you know, yeah, that, you know, like this, this idea that, the, you know, we really can have the audacity to you know, be present in our existence and to insist upon a, a fulfilling life and to demand it. Um, in a lot of ways, but also to encourage others to demand that as well. So what's, what's the best advice you have for budding artists, creatives, um, folks who, who know they want to do it full time and, you know, maybe the business piece doesn't appeal to them too much, but it's kind of a necessary evil with regard to all of it. What, what advice do you have about how they can kind of stay the course or, or, or just something you wish you had known um, starting out? Wow, that's great. And you know what? It, it's funny because on a business level, it's, it was the same thing as I was just talking about in terms of the creative flow, because I've come up with like marketing ideas, you know, the lunch boxes filled with all the paraphernalia at the shows for the CDs and t-shirts. And it was all cool and people still have them and things. But what I found is that through that same process, what has kept me connected to that independent business world in terms of that is talking about process. You know, I, as a person, you know, I'm, I'm, I love documentaries. I love, you know, shows on archaeology and stuff that's sort of the, 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 the process. And when I talk about that, for me, personally, I've found, and I wish somebody had told me that, and I'm going to be yourself. Well, my mom's always told me to be myself, but the business world sort of dictates marketing and strategy and how do you fit into this sort of box. The more I'm myself and talk about myself in terms of the process, the art process, the more things happen. It's, it's almost like it, 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 that has sort of led me to this, this process of non-process, if you will, which means instead of worrying so much about how to market myself, because I have a wonderful uh, PR man down in Pittsburgh, Michael Stover, um, it, it flows because of the way we work the art into the fold. Michael listens to the music. He understands who I am and 
you know, kind of my MO. And at the same time, he wouldn't put me on a show or get me involved with something that would be totally out of the, the scope of things. That doesn't necessarily mean I can't handle a show like that. But at the same time, it's allowed me to be myself, Tanya, to talk to people like you, to be on this show and have these conversations to say, well, here's my method. You know, and, and that's been my marketing strategy. And the more and more I, I talk about just, okay, yeah, I'm growing vegetables. I love carrots. And it, it, the oddest things, it's like it seems to all of a sudden accelerate everything else I do on a musical level. And I get new fans and people download more music and I end up on more Spotify playlists. And all of that stuff is just like, mom was right. Just be yourself. It's it's it's, mm, it's, it's 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 sort of weird and corny, like I say, but it's not like I'm not wearing you know disco pants and getting haircuts. I'm just being Ed. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, don't get haircuts. That's a, that's a that's a real thing. Uh, the, um, yeah, I really I appreciate that, and it is it is fascinating how the we like to make things so complex only to work ourselves around to realizing they're really not that complex. Um, right. You know, and so I appreciate the simplicity. A lot of times, uh, you know, obviously you and I do very, very different things in the world, but I think we actually are doing the exact same thing in the world. And um, my clients, a lot of times will say, oh, you're, you make it sound so easy. I was like, it's the easiest thing in the world. It's our most normal, or it's our most natural state of existence. It's just not normal. And so the idea of being yourself sounds really simple, but it's just not normal. You know, we don't give ourselves permission to do that. We don't often give people other people permission to do that and so so it's really there is a lot of bravery and courage that goes into that um and i appreciate everything that you're saying uh to piggyback off of the conversation piece i once had someone tell me that you know your business is a conversation and if you're not talking about it nobody's talking about it and um you know if you're a creative and it stands on you and the essence of who you are and it's coming through you then you are your business. And um, yeah, I did an interview earlier today with someone who was talking about how, um, you know, we're, we're in two different businesses, you know, one of them is the business of being seen and you got to get okay with that. And it's, it's not necessarily from an ego standpoint, it's from a delivery system perspective. You know, one of our experts, Jennifer Urezio talks about the difference between mission, uh, your mission and your delivery system. Well, part of our delivery system is us. You know, and so I love the fact that unabashedly you're like, you know, I talk about me. I talk about the fact that I like carrots, which by the way, I hope you're growing those like heritage ones, those heirloom ones, the purple and white ones. And they're so tasty. Hey, I, I still have four buckets on my porch, on the staircase. I eat from them every day. I haven't bought a potato in over 10 years. So uh, I feel um, like my... you should send me those. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, back to your thing on the piggyback of that. You know what? That's so true. And we do come from different worlds and don't we all? And that's what make this, makes the cross-pollination of humanity so amazing. But passion, I should have really said, is another part of that superpower mm. aspect because it goes back to gardening again. When I was a kid and my mom gave me the five by five patch with my dad, and this is what you're going to, what are you going to grow? You have to grow it. What are you going to grow? How are you going to tend it? You have to pull mm. the weeds. You're going to share it. Whatever it was, it was that sense of like responsibility. But the passion that I saw in my grandparents for the things they did with their hands was paramount. The passion that I saw from my parents for the things that they did with their hands was paramount. And I guess it was like, like almost pulling young children from the ground, like turnips and potatoes. It's like we have, it's personal victory. And that passion is the same thing that you're talking about, whether you're a shoe salesman or you're behind a pulpit 
or you're a, uh, I'm going to say not a politician, but a public official, and <laughs> all, all a public servant, I should say. All of those things are, all, I think, all we're all driven by passion. If if you're not, I think, why, why are you doing it? You know, like mm. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. Right? Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I, I think you're pretty special, Ed, and I'm glad that you took some time to come on the show and share a little bit of your light and your energy and your vibrancy with our with our listeners and with me i thank you uh, you too tony it's such a pleasure talking to you a wonderful electric voice it just feels full uh, of juice awesome i love it well let's remind folks where they can go to find out more about you and to hear your music that would be edroman.net ladies and gentlemen there's my social networking buttons that are there everything from facebook twitter instagram youtube please check out the new record there's a ton of stuff on youtube right now a bunch of videos singles that are out get the new record it's red it's red it's red so and you have a, to have it you have to have it it's a frequency <laughs> i mean it's a duality color do i eat That's the right. berry or do i leave the berry i don't know what do you do it's is crazy. it a red heart or is it a red stop sign yeah see, I, I see in my world it's more the red pill or the blue pill <laughs> well, I, I, and you know what i hear that one too and i guess that's why red <laughs> omen and the anagram and even the name of the album exists because as a dyslexic looking at language for long periods of time sort of forced me into asking questions mm. and i was always like well where does that word come from why does it exist and then i see these certain things like i always say to people what's a mortgage and people are like what's you know it's a mortgage the bank gives you a loan from the bank and you get your house start your business yeah but what does mortgage mean yeah more more <laughs> more here's the blue pill red pill right factor meaning you know death and to gauge to grip or grasp, <laughs> you know, mortgage means death grip. And they're like, oh, you're, you're what? No. I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> what, what, what? What, what, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden the rooster goes off. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, okay, I took the pill. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, and I remember the moment we realized like spelling <laughs> was like the art of spell casting, like spelling, like words are powerful. My, my word is milk. Like milk is like the funniest word in the world to me. And it may, it may have something to do with a comedy routine by, um, oh gosh, what's his name now? I can see his face. Anyway, uh, he talked about, you know, anyway, he did a hilarious, hilarious routine about, he called it moo cow. Uh, well, I can put the explicit rating on the show. He called it moo cow fuck milk. And that was his, um, that was his, oh, <laughs> gosh, who is he? I'm going to have to look him up now. It was the funniest freaking routine but I think about the word milk and I'm like, what a bizarre word. Like, where did this word come from? Um, anyway, anyway. All right. Well, well, we digress, but thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your time and space with us today. Uh, I really appreciate it. I wish you all the best and please let us know how we can continue to support you. Thank you so kindly. And I'd love to um, obviously spreading and sharing the word about the show. And thank you again, really for having me as a guest. It's, it's been great talking to you. Perfect. You as well. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty and we thank you for listening. So go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Jared, Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.